Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657 383 1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What's up, Russia Talk Podcast family? How the hell is it going? Nightmare Jones here once again. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great, great night for you tonight. We got so much stuff that we got going on. We got the high spot segment, the shoot and shout segment, the Russia Talk Podcast game show challenge, the FWWC segment. We got Anakin Murphy coming on. We got all kinds of stuff coming on, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Let me bring on the man, the myth, the legend, the man that needs no introduction, the one and only, the night owl. What's going on, sir? Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. How great it is to be back in your presence, Joe. Amazing. What I'm going to do right now is because you were not here, what I'm going to do for you, Renee, is I'm going to take a shot of apple pie moonshine for the rest of the podcast. Take a shot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We got some uh, some big things coming up. We got some big things things coming up. You never know when we're going to have So, ladies and gentlemen, this is for you.
Wrestling is the vine that connects all trees. And because we love pro wrestling so much, we're willing to put all that to the side and come here and discuss everything that's going on in the pro wrestling world with the members of the Wrestling Talk family, man. So I could not be any happier to be here. And you know what? As a matter of fact, audio engineer JP, my man JP, can I get that Mexican yell one more time, man? I feel like I feel like if we do it twice, it's going to be twice as nice. Can you hit that one more time for me, please?
this. I mean, I hate to say it, 
but we all want to talk about the superstars. So what are your thoughts on that whole mess of a situation involving the Street Profits, New Day, New Day splitting, B.E. by himself? Because it's definitely one of the most talked about things coming out of the WWE draft. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I, I, I think that the WWE wants to see what they can do with Big E. I think that he's going to be just fine as a singles competitor. They're, they're more than likely, they're probably going to end up having him have a uh, a, 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 a feud with Sami Zayn. Where, you know, he could very well become the Intercontinental Champion and see how that goes. And if that goes well enough, you can very well see Big E going up against Roman Reigns. I think that uh, that 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 Big E is really gonna get a really 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 big push. Um, I, I I think that it's it's definitely uh, pretty cool. It sucks that the new day broke up, but dude, they've been together for forever. And Joey, know, Joey, before you go too far, Joey, <laughs> Joey, before you go too far, let let me put you under the gun. And I know you missed me because you know nobody got asked questions like the night out. Bro, I know people talk about this guy isn't getting a fair shake. They're not pushing him. They're, they're not giving him an opportunity to show what he can do. The question yeah. is, is that clearly now he's going to get that opportunity. So here's yeah. what I want to know from you and the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Where's my people at? Dial that number, 657. 383-1521. Help us out with this topic or bring another one to the table. You're more than welcome to do so. Joey, Nightmare Jones, does Big E have the skill set to become a main eventer, regardless of how hard they push him? Does he have it in him to become a true main eventer like Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre came back and proved that he was? Like AJ Styles came in from another company late into his 30s? and prove that he was, Biggie's still young, and he's a homegrown boy. Does he have the skill set to be a top player in the WWE title picture? Yes or no, and why, Joey? For sure. Anybody has the the uh, ability. He's got the moveset. He's got the charisma. I could totally see Big E at one point, Winning the Universal Championship easily, one hundred percent. And do you see him doing it with the current character, the current gimmick that he's using, or does he need to get maybe a little bit more brutal and a little bit more serious, like Drew McIntyre did, for example? Because I think he's a great example. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, if he's going to get the, uh, if if he's going. To become the universal champion, he's gonna stop doing the uh, you know gyrating that that he does. The jokes and games are gonna end. He's gonna be more about it. And you actually saw a lot of that happen when he faced Baron Corbin and no Sheamus uh, on Friday when he didn't have the New Day. So. He's already proven that he can do it without the New Day. So, yeah, 100%, easily. So you see this guy main main eventing a pay-per-view. You believe in Big E enough to say, if I was booking a show, I could justify Big E in the main event. That's what you're telling me. Sure. 
Oh, man, that, that, you know what? That's a strong take. That's a real strong take. And you know what? Actually, I want to bring JP in on this one. And then I go I, we got our homie uh, uh, Jeremy Riggs, uh, who wants to come on, also known as Remy Riggs from the FWWC. I, I want to see what he wants to talk about concerning pro wrestling. Because I haven't talked to this dude in weeks, and I love me some Remy Riggs. So we've got to get him on. But, JP, I know you're busy back over there behind the ones and twos. But i got to get your thoughts on this, bro. Considering everything that's happened with the awkward title swap, with SmackDown and, and Raw, and, and with the New Day kind of splitting up, and, and, and them really, like, showing us that they're going to put some assets uh, behind Big E, do you believe that he has the capability of holding that mantle and doing a good job? JP, i got to get your thoughts on that. Well, you know, personally, I kind of think uh, Big E, uh, I... He's going to take some work to get to that main event level. I don't think he's there right now. If they work at him and stuff, he might be able to get there, but just right now he's not there, I don't think. But you think he's got it in his tool set with development to make it? I, I think eventually, uh, and I don't think it's anytime soon, though, but I think eventually he could do it. Well, that's there you go. And, JP, I'll tell you one thing for sure. This man is going to keep it 100% whenever he gets his opinion. Now, the other thing I wanted to bring up, because I, I want to bring Remy on to get his thoughts on this as well, Joe. Bro, is anyone paying attention? Hello, hello, hello. Listen, I know that the PWI was out a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, and there was a lot of discussion about who number one is. And you know what, Joe? I kind of made up my mind after this past week. Bro, Cody Rhodes is operating on another level right now. This rivalry with Brody Lee, the dog collar match, bro, I don't know if I could ask for any better than what we're getting from Cody Rhodes. And and to be 100% sincere, he is the hook that's got me reeling in or being reeled in to AEW because, quite frankly, bro, I'm not seeing anything else that's really inspiring me. I really love MJF and everything that he brings to the table. I just don't know. If uh, he's currently being used to his maximum potential, maybe they're trying to do a slow burn with him. But, bro, Cody Rhodes is out of his mind. He's operating on another level. And I challenge you, Joe, Remy, and even JP, tell me somebody that's working at his level right now. Because I don't think there's anybody in the world of pro wrestling right now that's matching it. I want to hear somebody argue with me. Joey, step up. What you got? Amazing. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, you know, I'll always be a WWE guy. But, you know, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Cody Rhodes is definitely doing his, doing the uh, the uh, damn thing. Um, I don't think that he needs to have that title. I think that, that you know, that as a executive or whatever the hell that he is in AEW, that he shouldn't have a title, but that's just my opinion. That's just me. So, but that's just how I feel. Okay, so so you feel because of his position in the company, he should not have a championship? That's how you yes. feel? Yes. So, so then let me ask you a question. So but, say this was 1997, 1998. Michael okay. Jordan retires, right? Comes mm-hmm. back. Bulls. Mm-hmm. So, by your logic, you've got Michael Jordan sitting on the sideline 
player in the world as part of the ownership group or the management group, but because he's part owner, he should not play? Even though he's the best wrestler in the world. I never said he shouldn't wrestle. I said that okay. he should have the championship. That's what I said. Okay, that's fair. Okay, no, no, you know what? I think you make a great point. Here's what I will say. I like the fact that he's not going for the main title, okay, because I think that would be what I would call indie booking, right? The main, the owner always puts himself over for the top title. So I like the fact that it's not the main championship, number one. And number two, I don't think he needs to go for championships at all, even though if he's going to, it might as well not be the top title. Because, bro, the best rivalry in AEW today, and I will hear no arguments against this, was Cody versus Dustin. You remember that match? It was the first main event uh, uh, for AEW. And that match between those two guys is something that I think is going to go down in history as one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, Joe. I don't think he should be going for the top title. But if they want to put him in the mix for the AT&T, I mean, I'm sorry, the TNT title, and it's making it relevant, right, it's taking that title to another level, he's elevating it, then I think it's okay. But do you think there's not anybody that's operating on a higher level than Cody Rhodes right now? I halfway expected you to have somebody that you think is better. Well, yeah, I I, I don't really watch AEW that much. But, uh, you know, I I would have to to definitely say that you are correct, that there is nobody that's operating at a higher level than Cody Rhodes, 100%. Let me make sure I'm clear about this, though, Joe. I don't necessarily mean just at AEW. I mean in wrestling, period. I'm talking about New Japan, AAA, MLW, all the indies, WWE. My contention is that nobody's operating on his level globally, not just with AEW. Now, knowing that, does that change your mind, or do you still agree? Um, no, it doesn't really change my uh, my, uh, my my mind. It's, you know, he, he's doing the uh, damn thing, 100 per, 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 100%. He's doing the damn thing. Ah, well, if anybody thinks they got the wiggles to to, 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 to debate me, since this is the debate season, and you think there's somebody performing at a higher level than Cody Rhodes, come on, dial that number, 657-383-1521. If you think BDE has what it takes to become a true main eventer, I want to hear from you. And if you don't, we want to hear from you too. All right? Joey, before we bring on Remy Wicks and some of the other callers, what other topic did you want to bring to the table tonight during High Spot? Oh, my goodness. You know, there, there's so much stuff that uh, uh, we could uh, uh, definitely, definitely uh, uh, bring up. But one of the things I wanted to bring up is uh, I was watching Facebook today, and uh, Gladius Pro Wrestling, who I am friends with on Facebook, they made a prom. They, they, they posted a, a, a video of a gentleman that's going to be showing up there, um, and his name is El Mato Vatis. That's pretty interesting stuff there, let me tell you. Really? I haven't seen it. What's it about? Well, basically, he's going to show up there. He is 
going to be a, a manager there. He has one one of the uh, relics, he says. I don't know what, what these relics are, but he has one of these relics. And the only way that they're going to get it is if they allow him to show up. So he's going to show oh. up. Right? Interesting, interesting. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to look into that, but let me, let's talk about that for a moment. Um, bro, I went to Gladius a couple of weeks ago. All safe social distancing requirements were met. Believe me, I was there. I saw them spraying. I saw everybody with the masks. I saw everybody socially distancing, so don't give me crap about it, okay? Dude, they had an outstanding show. And with the legendary... Uh, well, actually, he was our guest for episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast, a show that I'm very, very proud of, despite the technical difficulties in the beginning. He was there, and so was uh, his right-hand man, Ray Gama. And those two guys are very interesting. They put together an awesome show. I have to say, personally, the highlight of the night for me was watching Johnny Rocco go against the Marksman. That was a tremendous match. I was kind of blown away by this Gorklops character. Honestly, I can't wait to go back. I'm very fortunate at these shows. I get to show up and just be a fan. I don't have to commentate. I don't have to do any ring announcer or anything like that, bro. I just get to go and enjoy the shows, and I plan on continuing to do that. And in the same breath, KCXW, Joe, we did some filming uh, for KC, uh, uh, KCWrestleNet.com. It's Bro, they're starting to film shows that are going to go up on the streaming service. Man, I can't spill the beans about what matches took place, but what I'm going to tell you guys is that the main event was a tag match, and it was absolutely out of control. Uh, we saw the Singularity, the Infinite, Judo Granger, and, uh, and the boys really put in work. I mean, these guys, uh, including the Pariah, were just absolutely vicious throughout the night. And I got to see one of my favorites, man, Calvin Aldridge, who you know I'm a big fan of, uh, in the building uh, just a couple of Saturdays ago. So, Make sure you guys are checking out all the local promotions, man. MEW is getting ready to make a comeback. USA Championship Wrestling is doing huge. Shout out to Herb Simmons and the boys down there. Uh, SWE Fury, Nigel Rabbit and those guys are absolutely killing it. Waiting for SWE to come back, dude. So, listen, guys, in general, if you get an opportunity to make it out to your local local independent wrestling promotion, uh, Viral Pro, or if it's exclusively online, do what you can to support them. It's huge. If we want wrestling to ever come back full swing, we got to start supporting them now, Jonesy, whether it's Gladius or anybody else. We have to start supporting them now. That said, you know what? I think it's time to bring on a caller. JP, do me a favor and bring on our boy, Jeremy Ricks, because we want to talk some wrestling, baby, right here tonight on episode 317 of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Jeremy Ricks, what's up? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? So, I was listening to the show and whatnot, you know. Yeah, I tuned in a little late because I was busy running my mouth like I always do. But I honestly think Big E should have been a main event star way before Kofi was. Because the way I look at it. I, I, I hate to, wait, 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 wait. I hate to correct my guess, but I, and I, I get the sentiment. We got to remember, Kofi Kingston has been with WWE about ten years longer than Biggie, so their their careers don't necessarily align. But I get what you're saying. You're saying that this dude is built for main event, and Kofi's a guy that more or less has to be built up to that. And Joe seems to agree with you. He thinks Biggie is that kind of guy. 
because people who remember when he first started, he was quiet. He didn't say nothing. He was Dolph Ziggler and AJ's henchman. And he still held a title while he was actually what? The Intercontinental and the U.S. title while he was still a second string character. And then when they finally let him go out on his own, you started to see what he was really like. And then he got stuck with New Day. And ever since then, it's. I honestly feel like Big E got robbed of what he should have had. Like, I understand that New Day are top guys. They're popular, all that other stuff. But Big E could have been a solo star a long time ago. Whoa. That's big talks right there from uh, Jeremy Ritz. Well, Jeremy, I got another question for you. And this is a, a very important one, okay? Um, clearly, you heard my argument about Cody Rhodes, okay? Yeah. I need to know. I need to know from you. You watch wrestling. You pay attention. You watch highlights, okay? Bro, is Cody Rhodes the best thing going right now, or am I tripping? See, just like Joe, I don't really watch AEW, and I don't get a chance to watch all the indies and stuff. But for me personally, I feel like it's Drew McIntyre. Mm. Hands Whoa. down. Hands down. You make the point. All right, well, this, let's talk about that thing for a couple of moments. Um. Okay, get a message of Anakin here. Make sure he's ready to go. Okay, Um. let's talk about that for a moment. So, I agree with you. I am a huge Drew McIntyre fan, especially if you know where he came from and where he started. And if you pay attention to you're making a huge mistake. You're making a huge mistake. The stuff that he did in Evolve and in the Indies, I think, has to be taken into account. Because people remember him as a member of 3MB. Then they saw him disappear for several years. And then they didn't see him again until he came back to WWE. Let me tell you, the stuff he did in between, Remy, was pretty outstanding. Pretty outstanding. But here, here's the point I want to get to. My point is, do you think that with all the talent and skill that he's got, do you think that they're doing everything possible to maximize his star power? Because I've heard no. that people think that he should be done with Randy Orton. We've seen it. They've been doing it for several months. This is like Randy Orton's third title shot now in this same program. Or are you comfortable well. with them letting it at it like this. People who watched okay. wrestling way back before the 2000s, like in the like in the 90s and before that and stuff, they have to remember that when people were in storyline rivalries or feuds or whatever, there was multiple okay. title shots between the same people for months on end. But you got to take into consideration, would this be the way that his title run is going if COVID never happened, and he got the run that he rightfully deserves. Uh, so you believe that his run would be even better than what he's had, which he's had a great run. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But you believe it would be better had COVID not happened. So so for that reason, you think that he's still – he can even hit a higher plateau is what you're telling me, right, Jeremy? Yeah, Exactly. Because a lot of people don't remember that when Drew first came to WWE, 
his nickname was the chosen one by Vince McMahon, and they squandered that whole opportunity away because he wasn't ready. Now he's back. He's been ready. He's proven it. And with the way things are going, they don't have the chance to give him the boost that he needs because they don't have the live audience there to fuel it like they're supposed to. Well, you know what? I love when we get a strong take like that from a member of the WrestleTalk family. Remy, we're going to give you a chance to give your party shot. I know you'll probably be back here in the second hour for FWWC. Bro, you're going to want to listen to the whole show tonight. We got a huge announcement pertaining to the FWWC and WrestleTalk that you are not going to want to miss. Any final thoughts for the uh, members of the WrestleTalk family tonight? Just just enjoy life, do what you do, and don't let the opinions of others bother you because not everybody's going to think the way that you think. Enjoy life. Amen, Chico. I absolutely love that joke. What are your thoughts on Remy Ricks? I think he did an outstanding job. Oh, yeah. Remy always does. Like, anytime he, he comes on, you know, he, you know he 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 he's 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 an awesome guy and you know I'm happy to have him come on to the show tonight. One hundred percent. Very very nice. Well guys, Anakin Murphy is on the clock. Uh, we're expecting him to be calling in any minute now. Uh, when he does, we will promptly bring him on. But between now and then, Joe, we got another caller that I want to bring on the line. He's actually a, a cousin of mine. He's familia. Uh, so to speak, as you guys would say. Uh, we're going to talk to him about pro wrestling, man, but there's one other thing that I wanted to bring to the table, going back to the subject that you brought up, which was the draft. And you wanted yes. to go down the list of everybody that nobody really gives a damn about that got drafted, because let's be honest, half that list doesn't even really matter. Okay? You know what is very interesting, though? Is not who got drafted, Jonesy, but who did not get drafted. Yes. As I sit here, I'm looking. As I sit here, I'm looking at a story uh, from SportsKita.com, and it says Andrade and Mickey James among WWE's superstars who have yet to be revealed and went undrafted. So there were several big names that did not get picked up last night or on Thursday night during the draft. These two, Andrade and Mickey James, are two of the names that should stick out, okay, to fans because they have both, and particularly Andrade, played a significant role on their show over the last several months, and for them to go undrafted is a little surprising. My question to you, Joe, if you could go back and redo the draft, would you draft Andrade and Mickey James? And if so, where would you draft them to? Um, Andrade, I would send him to uh, SmackDown, and I think that that SmackDown also needs a a stronger female. So I would actually draft both of them to uh, a SmackDown. One hundred. Would draft both. Yes. Now, I'm curious, and I want to get your opinion on this. 
somebody else did get picked up from that faction, from that stable, along with oh, that, that he used to belong to, or tag team, I should say. I, I don't want to confuse things here. Angel Garza got picked up, but Andrade yes. did not. Does that make sense to you? Let me ask you, uh, you a question. The last match that Andrade and Angel Garza had, who won that match? Angel Garza. Angel Garza. So could that have been a a factor as to why Angel Garza got drafted and not Andrade? Um, To me, I feel that that Angel Garza is a much better wrestler than Andrade is. So it makes sense to me why Angel Garza would get drafted and not Andrade. Mm, interesting. And you know what, Joe, as you say that, I want to go ahead and bring on our caller. Now, he's known by many, many names, but today we're just going to call him Cousin Vinny, okay? We're going to call him Cousin Vinny because we just want to talk wrestling. Now, a little bit later on, we'll hear from him, and he'll probably sound a little bit different. But for now, let's go ahead and bring on Cousin Vinny. He's heard what we've been talking about tonight as we wait for Anakin Murphy, okay? I want to know what's on your mind tonight, Cousin Vinny, because there's a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. And you know what? You're a guy who's very into pro wrestling. You go down to Cape Girardeau. You go to shows here in Kansas City. You go to shows in Kansas. You're all over the damn place, bro. Where is your pro wrestling eye focused right now? What are you watching, and what do you think about some of the stuff that we've been talking about tonight? Ooh. That's kind of tough to decide. All right. Uh, I would have to say, I don't know. I got my eye on a little bit of everything at the moment, like even old stuff on YouTube, like some New Japan, some AEW, some even some Attitude Era stuff here and there. Um, but. My main focus right now is, I mean, I guess I've been kind of looking at the draft, but I don't really know how to feel about it. Who is your favorite person that got drafted? Well, for me, man, undoubtedly watching Seth Rollins go to SmackDown, uh, that was something that's very, very unexpected. And I'm very excited about it because who knows? Is this going to lead into uh, a situation with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins with Paul Heyman in the middle? I think that's something that we definitely need to keep an eye on, uh, Vinny. Now, here's something I wanted to talk to you about as well. Now, listen, this, this is the, uh, like the, the the OOC segment of the Wrestle Talk podcast, so you'll have to bear with me. I also understand that you have gone back to training over at the XWC world. Can you talk to us a little bit about your experience that you're the, the experience that you're currently living right now in trying to get your training knocked out? which I know from what I hear and what I understand, training never really ends. You always learn in pro wrestling, but you really are back mm-hmm. grinding, trying to graduate from the Extreme Wrestling Center of Raytown, Missouri. Man, can you tell us a little bit about that experience, your trainers, and how much fun you're having with it right now? Um, as for fun, it's probably one of my only, my only bits of fun that I get from a busy life of working, you know, like everybody else. But, uh, Man, I love it, dude. I love all the trainers up there. That's the whole reason I even... All right, so 
here's the story, guys. I started, I started training about, I don't know, five or six years ago, but didn't work out because of some personal issues. But, like, the night out said, I came back, and I'm finally, you know, doing my thing. I'm not trying to brag whatsoever because I'm still, you know, training. So, but, uh, yes, in Raytown, XNBC. Yeah, man, I mean, all my trainers, like, not only are they good at what they do, but they're actually, like, nice people, you know. Most places you would think, you know, someone's going to yell at you or put you down or something like that to teach you how to do stuff, but not here, though. Like, they do yell at you, but not in, you know. (laughs) The negative way, more so of to like push you to grind and to get it and yada yada this that and the third. But yeah, bro. I mean, we'll see where I can get myself to. But yeah, uh, it's been fun. I'm enjoying it still. Um, and there is some stuff that's in the works actually, but. Not too much that I could say because, like I said, I'm still still kind of new to this, guys. So. Oh, well, that's really exciting. Well, Joe, you, you've been in the business for a long time as a referee. Uh, you've been yes. in the podcasting for a long time. And any advice uh, you want to offer us or our, our cousin Vinny here as he uh, sets sails on his uh, career in the ring? He's had a few matches here and there. I was fortunate enough to be witness, uh, witness of uh, one of them so far. Saw the other one on video, uh, and I'll tell you what, this kid—he's got everything that it takes, man. He's just got to stick with it. But I'm curious, somebody who's been working as a referee in the business for over ten years, man, what what advice would you give to, to Vinny and any young superstar thinking about uh, sailing on their uh, adventure within the the world of pro wrestling? It seems like you are, are definitely going the right path. You know, you picked a, a good school. Uh, you're you're learning. Um, what I would 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 stress is to always keep your ears open and keep your mouth shut, and you know, listen to to what they tell you because they're telling you this for a reason. And you know, you know, just continue training. Uh, continue working out, you know, getting up that that, that uh, uh, cardio, that uh, stamina, because you don't want to be one of those guys that goes out into the ring and you're already blown up by the time you get into the ring. I've seen it multiple times where somebody is already blown up by the time that they even get to the uh, ring. <laughs> and the rest of the match is just, yeah, it's just, just hot garbage. So Hot yeah. garbage. <laughs> hot what do you think about that, Cousin Vinny? Hot garbage. I've actually been to hot garbage before, so I get what he's saying. You know, he's been there. Out of the curtain, and, and by the time he gets in, into the ring, he's already bringing, he's already breathing in, in through his mouth. You know, he's sweating all over, all over the place. His face is all red, you know, it looks like he's about to have a <laughs> you know, hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me, bro. Every, every time I get up during intermission for WrestleTalk, I get up, I go take a piss, I come back, I come right back, and I'm out of breath. 
That's all it takes, bro. It's like four yeah. feet to my bathroom from the studio. It's ridiculous, bro. I'm such a fat shit. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm try. I'm gonna try, man. I'm gonna try. And, I don't know. You being cardio ain't the best of friends, bro. I'm trying. All right, well, we believe in you, man. Uh, the WrestleSoft podcast is in your quarter. I'm sure if you're willing to do the work, man, things are going to work out for you. Vinny, thanks for calling us today, man. We hope to hear from you again later on. Thanks, brothers. I'll holler at y'all. Adios. Vinny, ladies and gentlemen, also known as Vin Sanity. That's V-I-N, the, the, the number five, and then A-N-I-T-Y. Uh, look for his music on YouTube. Uh, look for his stuff on SoundCloud. It's absolutely free. The dude is an absolutely talented young man, not only with music, but with that sort of attitude, Joe, that humble attitude, that hardworking attitude. I have no doubt in my mind that uh, it's not going to be too long before we see him causing some ruckus inside of the square circle once again, bro. And when the what? world gets to see this guy in action, I've been fortunate enough to see him already in, in a very – undisclosed location under very tight, tight security, Joe. You know, the night out has clearance that other people don't have. Let's just be real, okay? I get to go in and see things that other people don't get to see, but that's, you know, instead of being selfish with it, instead of being greedy, Joe, you know what I do? I turn around and I bring it right back here to the members of the WrestleSoft family because that's what it's all about, man, to share the knowledge, to share the wisdom, and to share our excitement for this sport that we love so much, pro wrestling. Ain't that right, Josie? 100%. 100%. And I got to tell you, Renee, I am so proud of you. You know, you have really, you know, taken this, you know, this love of pro wrestling to the next level. You know, you're a commentator. You're a a announcer. You know, it, it is absolutely amazing. And I got to ask you, did you ever think, that you would, would be involved in the pro wrestling business? Because you can now say that you are part of the pro wrestling business. Did you ever think that you were going to be a part of, of this business? Joe, I, I got to I gotta be honest with you, bro. You're, you're taking me a, to a place right now, and it's making me a little uncomfortable, bro, because when I tell my story about how I came to be involved in the sport, there are a couple of names that, that have to be brought up. And the first one, bro, is a, a gentleman by the name of Rick Rhodes. Uh, if it wasn't for Rick, Joe, I, I don't think that I would have ever been in the world of professional wrestling. And to be honest with you, I, I never thought that it would be possible. Now, I have to admit, this is not a, like a lifelong dream for me. I've always loved wrestling, even though I took like a kind of a 10-year hiatus in there. So a lot of people do that, so I don't feel bad. I've always appreciated, loved, and enjoyed the sport tremendously, but I always kind of wanted to do something different. I always wanted to be like a, like a football coach, a basketball coach, uh, in a perfect world like a ESPN, um, you know, uh, sports commentator. That's really kind of what I wanted to do. And when I decided to, to start having a family, obviously, you, you know, you put your priorities, uh, your old priorities to the side because your family becomes your new priority. And, and to be frank with you, bro, up until about five years ago, I thought that, you know, the rest of my life was going to be just working hard and taking care of my family, which I, I would have been more than happy to do that. That's a very fulfilling and fruitful life. But when I met Rick Rose at Metro Pro Wrestling five years ago, four years ago, however long it was, that day changed my life, Joe. And from that day, I started to believe that I could potentially be a part of the pro wrestling world. 
never wanted to be a wrestler, never wanted to be a referee, but the commentary thing, right, that is my deal because I love talking about what I enjoy. So to answer your question, no, I never thought I was going to be in the pro wrestling world, but now that I am, man, I am so incredibly grateful. And guess what? There are some outstanding things coming in the future. Like I mentioned, a lot of the wrestling promotions are starting to open back up, Joe. As you guys know, we threw a show in December of last year, Royal Alliance, that was very successful. We might give that another try uh, sometime next year. Who knows, depending on circumstances and availability. And uh, and really, bro, if another opportunity in pro wrestling opens up in another field, I may just look into it. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that I'm still enjoying it, and it's been a blessing. And I think the thing that has kept me tied to it more than anything is the WrestleTalk podcast and the FWWC, Joe. And, and I want to thank you for being here every single week, every single month, every single year so that we can do this together, man. And, and no matter what happens moving forward, you know, this show will always be founded by Nightmare Jones, taken to the next level by the Night Hour and A. Martinez. And, and whatever happens from that point forward, bro, is just going to be a feather in our cap. So hopefully that answers your question, man. But I could not be more excited about the future. I'm so happy to have made all these amazing relationships, bro. I'm friends with Jordan Smiley. I'm friends with with Gabe and, and with uh, and with DJ and with Walter and with Herb Simmons and you know with with uh, with, with uh, Billy Simmons and, and you know Mike Sykes and, and and everybody, man. Glory Pro and, and these guys like uh, KLD and and everybody else under the sun, man. They have made the relationships and had the opportunity to to see and be a part of some of the stuff that I've seen. Even though it wasn't necessarily a dream as a kid, now that I'm in the business, bro, anybody would tell you that I've been basically living a dream for the last couple of years, and I wouldn't change it for anything, Joe. I really would not change it for anything. I hope that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. You know that that's you know being being in the pro wrestling business is not easy. It's a lot of of time consuming. It's a lot of time away. From the family, it's a lot of, of Saturday. There's guys that I know that wrestle every single weekend, every single Friday and Saturday. They're they're wrestling, and I don't know how that they do it because I know that my wife would would uh, she'd be like, nope, <laughs> you know. <what> I, mean? <laughs> I love it. And you know what, Joe? When I was kind of a uh, when I was on my soapbox a couple of minutes ago, um, I said there were two names. And um, and there is another name. Uh, and I know you guys probably already did this. Uh, JP, if you could do me a favor and look up the 10-bell salute. I didn't get an opportunity to be a part of that show because of work. Um, and you guys will hear a little bit more about my scheduling issues later on uh, in, in, in the show, second hour. Um, but I wasn't here for the 10-bell salute for the Voodoo Master. Uh, mm. a, a, a brother of mine, a brother of yours, a yes. longtime member of the FWWC, a longtime supporter of the WrestleTalk podcast, longtime member of the WrestleTalk family. Nini, the, the voodoo master, also known as Nini Guave, uh, was, a, was a man about my age, in his mid-30s, uh, of Haitian descent, a very, very proud American, hardworking guy, fun-loving dude. Uh, appreciated and respected by all his friends and his peers. And unfortunately, Joey, uh, two weeks ago, we lost him on a Sunday, uh, from what I understand, from heart failure. So 
So, uh, shout out Sig. My man Sig is in the house. Good to see you, bro. All the way from Cali. It's, it's good to have you here. Missouri's in the house. Uh, who else? Kansas is in the house. Uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff happening here tonight. Um, oh my God, Illinois is in the house. Virginia, West Virginia is in the house. Uh, way more, way more. I'll, I'll get to those here a little bit later. But, um, but anyway, if you could do me a favor, JP, and ask everybody to, to, to just kind of just bear with me here as we all observe just one more moment of silence and a 10-bell salute for one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time, founding member of La Familia Worldwide in the FWWC, the man we all love and respect, Nini Guave, the voodoo master. Hit it, JP. Damn 
good show. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> Vicky Morton, man. Like, like, what else can you say about Vicky Morton? Like, seriously. Um, I can say a lot better things about Ricky Morton than I can about Joey Janela. I mean, <laughs> bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I my God. <laughs> you hate him on my boy Joey That's okay. That's okay. He's used to it. He's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Well, Joe, you know what, man? Let me just say this. Um, we got some big stuff coming up in the second hour, and, you know, you've already made, made me get a little sentimental today, which I guess, you know, you were going to do anyway because I've been gone for a couple of weeks, man. But, you know, 317 episodes in, I, I could not be any more proud. Um, I think we've done an outstanding job with this show. I think we provide an outlet for wrestling fans in our area that no other show does. And there are some damn good podcasts. Um, here in the Midwest and over in your area, especially, Joe, in the Northeast, um, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, that whole area over there. But, man, it, it's been such a fun experience to to get to kind of walk this pro wrestling journey with other people. Because typically as a fan, you observe the show, you talk to a handful of friends, you maybe in your circle. But this has become so much bigger than that. And I'll tell you what, man, with the um, – the, the relationships that we've been able to build, you know, I'm seeing people talk about Mad Max Morrison right now. I, people are talking about, uh, oh, Kyle is in the house, our buddy from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, we've got people, well, I think I've named six, seven states already, right, Joe? I mean, it's such a huge deal. And, and the fact that we, we talk about a lot of regional stuff is also kind of curious because you would think, well, people outside the Midwest really wouldn't care about the rest of the No, no, no. We have been able to make contact and talk to, talk to people from many different states and many different countries, and I think that's what makes the show special. And, and I want to commit to everybody today that we're going to continue to make the show special moving forward, even though there are definitely going to be some changes. So we're going to go ahead and go into break now. Uh, JP, surprise us with some music, all right? Uh, we'll hit it for two minutes and 20 seconds. And then we'll go right back to doing what we do best, baby. We're going to talk trash along with the world premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. And then at the 30-minute uh, mark of the next hour, we're going to bring on two special guests to bring some huge news. It's going to be very exciting. I think the, the members of the Wrestle Talk family are going to benefit from it greatly, and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. So that said, we will catch you guys in about two minutes and 20 seconds right here on episode 317 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Turn it off, Bob. Get it, Danny. That's V-I-N, the number five, A-N-D-Y, on YouTube. Look it up and subscribe. Also on SoundCloud. You already know how we get down. Get you on a few. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Chill. Hey, baby. Baby, I'm gonna hit a strike. All right. Hitting numbers like some dice. Seven, eleven. I hit it like I'm at you looking nice. 
Again, that's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling. I see the phone lines filling up, and I'm very, very excited to bring on as many callers as possible, JP. I believe we have another caller that just decided to call in. So it's going to be a great segment. I know it. But you know what? Before we bring on anybody else, there's a man who's been away for a couple of weeks, and I heard through the grapevine that he is ready to come back. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as I hate to do this, I'm going to make the first guest of this segment tonight, where I haven't been here for a couple of weeks, so I'm guessing it's been absolutely out of control, okay? I'm going to bring on the one and only former multi-time United States champion, former multi-time heavyweight champion, former multi-time tag team champion, and one of the the long-standing members of La Familia Worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the one and only Nightmare Jones. Here's what I think about that. 
fucking bullshit. Bro, <laughs> right you know right I'm a big on. fan of yours. <laughs> it's been that long. I'm a big fan of yours. You continue to be the sole champion, the top champion of the infinite brand, bro. You got a lot of pressure, but you've been holding it down, swag. What's the secret to your success? Well, Night Owl, the secret is I work harder than anybody else. You know, these these other stars on here, they, they think they get me. You know, they may get me the match here or there, but when them bright lights shine on the biggest of stages, when there's something on the line with my belt, can't let them beat me. They've tried. Many have tried. They just can't do it because I am the hardest worker on the infinite and be honest, I, I think I'm the most prolific belt holder in the FWWC itself. Maybe it may be a mid-card belt, but I'm the most prolific champion in this organization. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let me slow you down right there, okay? I, I, get, I get the swag, and I respect it. But I have to know, there is also Lilith, okay, who has been the women's champion for close to a year now. Okay, so you want to talk about prolific champions, you cannot discount our current Spartan's heart and women's champion. Now, also, Daniel Grimm has had the Warriors Heart Championship now on several occasions. So, Swag, I know you're trying to do what you can to make this championship the most important championship in the FWWC, but I got to ask you, does it not frustrate you that you do not have the same opportunity as Inferno and Infinite to have the Hardcore Championship, the FWWC World Heavyweight Championship, or even the Warriors Heart Championship. That's got to bother you a little bit. Well, Night Owl, what Swag does and what he's done his whole life is he makes the best out of any situation presented to him. So all I can do is play with the hand I'm dealt, and I'm playing that hand like a riverboat gambler, baby. Whoa. All right. Night out. Night well, out. I got one more thing for you. I got some breaking news. I got some breaking news. That's okay. I, I feel like you got something you want to say, so I'm done with my questions. I do. What do you want to share with us? You say you need the breaking news drop? Are you serious? Yes. Absolutely. FWWC, Mr. Swag, formerly a 187 Incorporated, that just banded due to uh, Big T and uh, some issues there. And then Miss okay. uh, Miss uh, Miss Susie Haas, hardcore sis, took away my interim tag partner for my chance in the contendership for the tag titles. So, as of tonight. Going forward, me and none other than the lawman himself are teaming up to represent the union as a brand new tag team in the FWWC. So you and the lawman, and I'm reading here trying to get verification of what I potentially thought was going to be some breaking 
not expect this. I got to know, Swag, are you really sure that you can trust the law? Man, you, you do understand that he is a member of La Familia Worldwide, right? Do you not understand this? Hey, Swag looks at every angle before he gets into a partnership. Swag will always have an eye over his shoulder to see what's going on. But Swag also realizes true talent. And Lawman is some true talent. I think him and I are going to end up bringing those belts to the infinite brand at some point. Whoa. I love it when you guys break news here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Well, Swag, I got to tell you, you guys are definitely going to make an awesome combination. I'm still waiting uh, for confirmation as to whether or not uh, Tate Westbrook, who I know you've had your share of problems with, is going to allow for you guys to compete for the Tag Team Championships and Survivor Series. But I think if you guys are awarded that opportunity, you've got as good a chance to anybody because you know what? The current Tag Team Champions, they're looking and they're itchy for an opportunity to face the very best. And El Diablo and Big Papa Kurt, let me tell you, those are two guys you definitely do not want to take lightly, man. Thank you for sharing that with us, Swag. Any final thoughts? That's all I got. Swag out. Swag out. Woo! I am digging the big news. Well, guess what, guys? We have heard from Infinite. We have heard from Inferno. And now it's time for us to hear from Rise. Ooh, and we have a very special caller that's waiting to come on. This is going to be very, very good. We also have Remy Ricks on, on the line, and we have the GM of Inferno, Hardcore Sis, on the line. And we're going to get a chance to hear from all of them. But first, well, let me welcome in a member of the Rise brand, a brand that on the last score update came out on top. A lot of people believe that they are the front runners in the FWWC brand battle, and you know what? It's hard to argue. It really is hard to argue because this dude is not only one half of your FWWC tag team champions, but he's also the only ever two-time FWWC world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, it is both an honor and a pleasure. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> it's both an honor and a pleasure to welcome in the one and only El Diablo. No music, JP. How dare you? Well, well, we figured he was gonna get him on. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Ah, there we go. Hey, let's Did you hear that, Tank? Did you hear that, Susie? Front runners, the champions, almost, of the well, brand. Those are the and, and none yeah, other. And ladies and gentlemen, none other than, than the leader, the king of rise, finally here. Well, you know what, El Diablo? You've been waiting a good long while to come on the show, 
and I only have one question for you. What is your problem with the women's division? We made a huge announcement, okay, concerning the women's division going into Survivor Series, and you said, and I quote, the women's division can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Have you no self-respect, sir? Wasn't it not you a couple of months ago that were think- you were thinking about potentially entering yourself into the women's division for an opportunity at the women's title? Now all of a sudden you don't care if the damn belt goes away? What is your problem, sir? Explain yourself. Don't you get it? The whole reason I wanted to be a part of that was so I could get rid of the women's division myself. The plan was to win the belt and then drop it and get rid of the whole women's division. I practically should have just thrown it in the trash. The idiotic vampire lady. What are you talking about? Seriously? The blood-sucking idiot interrupted that plan. So now, on to plan B. Let's just watch the whole women's division crash and burn on its own. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm hearing you say this, Diablo. You really, truly disgust me. Well, you know what? In order to get you off these airwaves sooner rather than later before you continue to spill your ridiculous propaganda, what are your plans? Because I know there's a lot of people, including Mr. Swag and Lawman, who want a piece of those FWWC Undisputed Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And as far as I can tell, you're not so eager to defend them. But you're going to have to at Survivor Series, whether you like it or not. Well, I must say, Swag should change his name to Lucky. (laughs) Just like Swag, just like Remy. Just like the law, man, even. They all get lucky here and there. But when it comes to the big ones, big shows, the big goal, me and my big, my big brother Jimbo don't mess around. So swag, uh, hardcore hoss. I, I, I can't believe how many brothers are coming after me in the first place, but to any and other tag teams that want some, come and get some. Now, as for who our opponents will be, I think so far it's just Saint and that idiot who's waiting on the line. I know you hear me. I must say, there is no chance. And how did Vince McMahon say it? Tell you will be taking these titles off of me and Jimbo. All right, all right. Well, you know what? I said I didn't have any more questions, and I got one last one, and it's a yes or no question to Diablo, just yes or no, okay, without any interruptions. Are you concerned that Heaven's Demons will not be able to keep out no laughing matter from the FWWC Dark Realm Trios Tournament. Yes or no, sir? I can't lie. I I, got to say a lot more than no or yes. Now, you see, I would want a challenge from them idiots if they brought their A game. But if they don't, then they could go back to each and every several hole that they came from. And stick to hiding. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is one half of your FWWC Tag Team Champions, also the only ever two-time FWWC World Champion, La Familia's very own, El Diablo. Up next, amigos, we have a very familiar voice, the general manager that without fail calls into the WrestleTalk podcast every single time that we're on the air, and I could not appreciate her more for that, other than the fact that once again, she is a devout, loyal, cult me- I mean, member of La Familia Worldwide, the general manager of Inferno Amigos, the one and only, the big hoss boss, Susie Hoss. <laughs> You certainly know I'm in the house, don't you? <laughs> we do indeed. Susie, what is up and what's on your mind? You've heard Infinite say their piece. You've heard, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, you've heard Infinite say their piece. You've heard Rise say their piece. And now it's time for Inferno to say their piece. Madam, the floor is yours. You know, I've always been one who liked the underdog. I've always thought the underdog was when they come back and they win the race, that's always the best. Infinite, Rise, they both look at me like I'm the underdog. But apparently, I'm the one they're most worried about because I'm the one they're always targeting. (laughs) But it's okay because last night I pulled off a coup. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute now. You're talking about being targeted, okay? Now, if I remember correctly, okay, um, if I remember correctly, it was Rise who suffered the wrath of Inferno at the last pick'em where Tank Westbrook decided to use his mystery box and put himself in first place. And then, he if took, I'm not mistaken, he took two points you were from just, me. Oh, oh, he did, he did. But the biggest damage was dealt to Rise without question. Because that made them go from third to first, right? Then, last night, you decided to bust out a mystery box and use it on Infinite by stealing one of the top superstars on Infinite brand in your brother, Hardcore Haas. So you talk about being targeted, Susie. I think you're doing your fair share of targeting as well. Speak to that. Hey, you know, all's fair in love and war. You know, it's all part of how this is played. You know, it is a brand battle. And Diablo, you need to remember that. You know, you mentioned that all your brothers and sisters are coming after you. Son, you've got the big title on your back. You have a target on your back. And this is a brand battle, not a faction war. When it comes to factions, we love you dearly. But when it comes to the brand battle, (laughs) you're a target just like anybody else. (laughs) And yes, Night Owl, I do target the other teams too. But you know, Think about it this way. Now, with it, with the point swap box, sure, Infinite got Rise. They swapped points with Rise. But at that point, Rise was the winner. So swapping points with me made no sense. So they had to swap them with Rise in order to come out on top. Then this past pick he took two points from me, not from them. When it came to his freeze-out box, he froze out me, not them. So it's okay. It's all right, because the more they come after me, the more I know 
that I'm a bigger threat. Because if I wasn't a bigger threat, they'd go after the other team and leave me alone. But it's okay. It's all good. All spare in love and war. And I just pulled off the major move in this war. Okay, well, I got two big-time questions for you. Number one is concerning about the women's division, and number two is about what you just heard a couple of minutes ago from our very own Nightmare Jones. Let's start with that. Nightmare Jones had to step away for a, what I understand by the paperwork that I read, said that it was a spiritual and religious retreat. Now he calls back into the show and sounds absolutely menacing. Two questions. Number one, are you prepared to welcome Nightmare Jones back into Inferno? And two, are you concerned that this might help disrupt some of the momentum? Because right now, listen, it's neck and neck in, in, in round seven of the brand battle. And so Nightmare Jones could put you over the top, and he could potentially be what flattens that fourth tire and helps you fall behind the other two teams. So what are the odds? What are the odds, face, Susie Hawks? Do you think that it's one or the other? I want to hear your thoughts on it. First of all, I welcome Nightmare Jones back with open arms. I truly do. Welcome home, Nightmare. I am so happy that you're back. You know, we had a little rough patch before he left, but that was because he needed that spiritual retreat. But we've worked all that out. We've, we've had our peace, and Nightmare Jones is coming back ready to work, put his nose to the grindstone, and show everybody why he is Nightmare Jones. And how can that be bad? I mean, come on, Night Owl, you've known Nightmare Jones all these years. When has he ever been a detriment to your team well, when listen, he's come listen, back? And, and I know, I know if that I can come in here for okay? a second, if, if I can whoa, whoa, whoa. come in for a second. I know you don't like it when Nightmare Jones comes in, but hardcore says, I got to say, I am more than happy to come back to the Inferno brand, especially especially since last night we found out that Inferno uh, picked up a new member. <laughs> and who, And let me tell you, the Hefty Boys, while they were in the Infinite brand, the Hefty Boys are going to be in the Inferno brand as well. And, uh, yeah. I feel sorry for everybody. I feel sorry for everybody that's in the Inferno brand tag teams because the Hefty Boys <laughs> were coming. Oh, very exciting. You know what? I think that answers the second part of my question. It sounds like Nightmare Jones has every intention of coming back and wrecking shop. I got to I gotta have you jump in, though. Big man, I know you've been waiting, I know you've been waiting patiently there. Pause. You are now a member of the Inferno brand. Was this something that you were aware of, or did it come as a surprise to you like it did for the rest of us? Well, honestly, it came as a surprise to Hardcore Haas, just like it did to everybody else. But then again, after Hardcore Haas sat down and thought about it, you know, it's kind of self-explanatory because it just goes to show that the Inferno brand was scared of Infinite and felt that they had to take the top star from the Infinite brand to try to bring them down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let me stop you right there. You know, I'm a big fan, okay? So when you say the top superstar on the brand, I mean, were we 
not just talking to Swag a couple of minutes ago, or are you saying that you believe you were the top star on Infinite? You know, I like Swag, and, you know, Swag was in my group, The Union, so I'm not going to say Swag is not a good superstar, because he is. And Swag might be a close second to Hardcore Hoss, but he is not the top. Oh, 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 oh. That was, you know what? I cannot wait, because it sounds like Inferno has representation for the Tag Team Championship, okay? It sounds like Rise has representation for the tag team championship, and it sounds like it sounds like everybody's got representation, and there's a chance that Swag and JP could end up facing. I'm sorry, Swag and Lawman could end up facing Hardcore Hoss and Nightmare Jones down the road. I'm very very excited about this. Susie, last question. We got to get to Remy Riggs. We're gonna bring on Mad Max Morrison for a couple of minutes, and then we're gonna get about 8:35. We're gonna get to our two special final guests of the evening. Where we're going to break some huge news that is going to affect the future of the Wrestle Talk podcast forever. So let me get to my last question before we get to Remy Ricks and Mad Max. The women's division. Quite literally, it is in your hands. You, Jessica Flowers, Fallen, and of course, our women's champion, Lilith. I only have one question, and you can elaborate all you want. Is the women's division, in your estimation, going to meet the challenge and be around after FWWC Survivor Series? Yes or no? Well, part of me wants to say yes, but part of me is a little disappointed with my fellow females here in the group. You know... We had a big, huge match where Jessica Flowers was supposed to qualify for a match at Survivor Series against Lilith. We saw little to no buildup to that match whatsoever. Now, whether that was our women's champion or whether it was Jessica, whichever one, is irrelevant. The point is there was little to no buildup. I have a match at Hell in the Cell against her for my qualifying match against Lilith. And I seem to be the only one doing promos. I seem to be the only one trying to build this match. You know, I personally have always felt, and I didn't care if it's the women's champion, if it's the legends champion, if it's the hardcore champion, or the warrior's heart. You're held to a standard. You become a leader in this group when you hold a title, and you should lead by example. That means you should elevate your title, elevate your division, and elevate the FWWC. And lately, none of the women in this group have been doing any of that. So quite frankly, no, I'm not looking for it to happen unless these women get off their butt and start doing exactly that. Show your pride, ladies. Show your pride in this division. Show how much you want to be here and how much we want to hold on to the women's title in this group. If not, well, then you have no one to blame but ourselves. 
And the one person that everybody will be pointing the finger at is the one who should be leading the women's division, the title holder. And there is your general manager from the Inferno brand, the one and only La Familia's very own, Hardcore Sis. I want to say this. I'm not going to get into the whole thing because I did a 40-minute live on this. Um, The reason that there wasn't a one-on-one was because the champion herself felt like the buildup was inadequate for that match. So if you're looking for someone to blame FWMC Universe, talk to Jessica Flowers and talk to the women's champion Lilith where – they had every opportunity for several weeks to build up to that match come Clash of Champions, and it did not meet the standards of the FWC, and it did not meet the champion standards. And even though there was some confusion thereafter, the decision has been made. There will be qualifying matches between now and Survivor Series, and we hope that everybody takes this seriously, because if they do, we are going to be introducing a brand-new, real-life, full-size, complete-weight women's championship match here in the FWC. Now it is 100% up to you ladies to make sure you meet that standard. Well, looking at the clock, we've got a lot to cover in very little time. So, Remy Rick, I'm going to go ahead and let you close out the FWWC segment tonight with your thoughts. you got about two minutes. The microphone is immediately yours. Get into this oral, okay. you got a lot on your mind. I know you got a lot What's on your mind. What's the fucking mind looking for? Tommy, where the hell are you at? Go, Remy. You're live, baby. What you got? Oh. Let's go. What's cracking? Remy What's Rick. going on with the FWWC tonight? Hey, bro, listen, I know you've been hotter than the Hornet recently. I know you've had a lot to get off your chest. Brother, you got a minute to a minute and a half. This is your time. What do you have to say as somebody who I think many people doubt it. But coming out of the, the, the last big pay-per-view, you walked out as the Undisputed Legends champion, and I know you demand your damn respect. So what do you have to say to the FWWC Universe tonight? Well, why do you want to talk about demanding respect? I did hear Mr. Uh, Diablo earlier, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm two for three when it comes to the Heaven's Demons. Mayhem and... El Diablo have both suffered one-on-one losses to me now. And when it comes to this Legends title, I proved that Classic Champions, that no matter what brand comes for it, no matter who wants it, I'm bringing the smoke. That's what I do. Well, there's no question about it. And there's one other thing I want to ask you about, Remy. Now, forget, forgive me for the time being short. we got to get to Mad Max Morrison, and then we've got our two special guests. You cut a promo that we were not able to approve in the FWWC for several reasons. If you can, <laughs> if you can, can you give us like the 30-second version in maybe PG-13? Because I know that you were personally offended by some attacks that were levied your way. So without naming names and without getting out of control, can you kind of, kind of explain to us what it was that you were trying to get across in that promo? Because I think the overall sentiment is the important thing and not necessarily the personal attacks. So this is your right. chance to lay it out on the line. This is your chance to lay it out on the line, man. What do you got to say? Look, people want to attack personal issues in this group that people deal with on a daily basis. 
and then they want to turn around and play victim and use the same excuses that they make that they you that uh, that they look make look bad towards the people that have it. Like I'm not even gonna front. Those who know me know that I left for my depression, which is my personal issue. I let people know to know what was going on because people know that I'm an open person. But when you want to turn right. around and come at me out of character and bring my depression into it, listen, we got a whole new ball game to play. And as the VOD will tell you from that video, I will take those gloves off without hesitation. Well, you know what, Remy? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and jump on your bandwagon and say this. Listen, pro wrestling is a fun environment where people come for entertainment, where people come from relief from their natural, normal, stressful lives, their jobs, their families, their kids, and everything that we deal with. When it becomes personal, and when you start attacking people's disabilities, when you start attacking their weaknesses, when you start attacking mental diseases, we draw the line there. So for everyone, not only in the FWWC and a member of the Wrestle Talk family, let's talk about the, the, the professional wrestling community as a whole. Let's try and be as sensitive towards people as we would like for them to be towards us. I know it's really popular right now to play Billy Badass. Nobody's got feelings. Everyone's an a-hole. I get it. It's a gimmick. And it works for a lot of people. But the fact of the matter is that that's bull crap and it's all a facade. We all have feelings. We all want to be respected. We all want to be appreciated. So I know this is going to sound super corny, but I'm going to take it back to 1984, okay, like my mama told me. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all because most of the time you're the one that's going to look like the asshole, okay? That's the bottom line. So with that being said, amigos, that brings us to the conclusion of tonight's edition of the FWWC segment. More information on the FWWC over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. You ever want to be a wrestler but can't? Are you in a wheelchair? You don't have the money? You can't travel to a school? Is school in the way? Are you a college student and you can't go be a professional wrestler because you're working? You're going to college. Don't worry about it. The FWWC is the perfect place for you to develop your promoting skills or your promo skills, and it's a fun way to keep those competitive juices flowing until you can get to a school, be properly trained, and live out your dream to be a professional wrestler. Again, that's the FWWC, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, forward slash fantasy wrestling. With all that said, we've got a man that we have to bring on, and he's been waiting for a long time. I hate to make a man like this wait. But when he calls in, we're going to make time for him. We've got a few minutes here with Mad Max. Then we're going to jump in to the big news that we've been teasing all night. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, JP, you got any metal? You got any, like, death metal? Something hard, baby? Something that makes me want to go like, ah! Give me something hard, baby, because whenever Max, Matt, Mad Max joins the show, you know it's about to go over the edge. Hit me with that music as we welcome in a surprise caller this evening, the one and only Mad Max Morrison. <laughs> What's going on, my dude? Yo, What's going on? Yo, we were trying to hit the metal. What, what, where's, where's the metal? What happened to there the metal? Fucking bullshit! Oh my right? gosh! <laughs> oh, bro, Man. Well, let me, oh, hold on. I, I think I got some here. I think I got some here. Let's see. 
they just killed some bitches. <laughs> 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 She's scaring me, Bob. She's scaring me. Uh, brother, we, yeah, Josh Graves. Josh Graves is directing this thing. We've got some fantastic talent. We've got some indie heavyweights in there. We got Julianne Prescott. We've got Mike Ferguson, Jen Nangle. Got myself. It's a whole slew of talented characters. And this one, Renee, you'll love this the most. We have got. You're 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 a horror fan. You're you're a aficionado just like myself. You appreciate yeah, right. this. You, you appreciate this. Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Nightmare on Elm Street Five. We got Lisa Wilcox on set, bro. Ah, Wonderful. Dude, we I'm got Alan himself, brother. That's freaking badass. Well, you know what, Max? I got one question and one. It's really the only question that I have. I know this quarantine bullshit has been driving all of us crazy, okay? And we love the horror stuff, especially right now that it's October. We're right around the corner from Halloween. But, bro, tell us about The Ring. When, where, how can people watch Mad Max Morrison? Have you had any matches recently? you have something coming up this weekend within a couple of weeks, bro? What the hell is your pro wrestling schedule looking like right now? Oh, my dude, I finally started getting back to business, I think, probably about uh, July. I started doing some stuff over at uh, the Riot City Camp, and then I made my debut at SCWA in early August. And then I did that little ditty over there for War for Territory for AON Eclipse. And um, I had to put my foot down because I saw some stuff I didn't care for. It was me and the Eclipse champion, Zach Rain, versus Shane Malice and Mac Mayhem. And um, let's just say the mad one had to regulate. So, you know, everybody knows and knows this wrestling scene around here knows Shane Malice. They know Zach Rain. They know Project 13. You know their boys. Well, Zach couldn't get the job done and couldn't secure the victory for our company. So I had to take out the weak link, and I took out Zach Rain. And I plan on addressing that later actually in two weeks because eclipse is going to start running shows televised for youtube and we've also got to deal with fox tv out in pennsylvania so you'll be able to watch us on uh fox out in altoona well you know what mad max you do a lot of interesting stuff i love your social media presence bro your high energy you're super entertaining. I love the horror stuff that you got going on. Want to encourage people to go over to uh, to Mad Max Morrison on Facebook. That's two D's, two X's. Mad two D's, two X's on Max Morrison, and give my man a follow on his Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Parlor. I don't give a damn what it is. Make sure you follow this guy because he truly is an artiste. And I know wrestlers don't like getting called artists, performers, and all that shit. But bro, you have art flowing through your veins. Fortunately, you're usually stabbing veins with, like, sharp objects, and I absolutely love it. So, you know, here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, bro, you're a longtime member of the family. want to thank you for calling in and, and filling in. Uh, for some other folks that weren't able to make it, brother, I'm going to have uh, my man Skywalker get a hold of you so we can schedule a full-length interview in the next month or two to see what the hell you're doing, and we can get into more detail if that's cool with you. No, absolutely. Much love, brothers. Definitely appreciate it. No doubt, man. It's all love either way. Well, make sure you continue to enjoy your beer out of your 
custom Wrestle Talk podcast love now. From from an unbiased perspective, we we talk about this all the time, Mad Max, but we need somebody who's an actual customer to 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 advocate for us. Would you say that all beverages are taste at least seventeen point five percent better out of a Wrestle Talk podcast mug? Yes or no? Hey, it makes it it makes the beer about twenty percent colder, so that makes it at least seventeen point whatever your number was better. With about two or three tolerance margin, just for uh, happy mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're feeling right now. But ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mad Max Morrison makes some noise. Thanks a lot, Max. Bro, we'll catch you next time. All right. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. November 1st, check out the House East Flash online. We're starting our Indiegogo campaign, raising funds. We'll have shirts. Blu-rays will have stuff where you can be involved in the movie yourself. Just stay tuned. Check it out. House Seeds Flash Indiegogo. You don't want to miss this. We're going to have wicked cool stuff for you. Yes. Renee, thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure, bro. Wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. You are indeed listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, and folks, without further delay, it is a both an honor and a pleasure to welcome in a former host, guest host of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, also the main man in charge over at I 70 Sports Media. One of our beloved sponsors here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only Jeremy Carr. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up? How are you guys doing tonight? Woo! Good. Good. Great to be here. (laughs) Jeremy, let me start off by saying this. Our partnership. The time that we've been working together has been extremely fruitful. I know for you guys as well as for us. Not only has the sponsorship made dividends, but you've been able to, to fill in. When I've been unavailable due to work or family obligations, you filled in and you've done a fantastic job. So I'm very proud of everything you guys are doing over at I-70. 
I'm super thankful for you filling in and doing an outstanding job, man. Let me just say that, and let me ask you this question, man. How are you feeling? Because clearly 2020 has been rough on any on everybody, but you're pushing forward, man. You're persevering, and I think that's something people should take note of. So how do you feel? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Just every day it's all about getting better, working harder, and, you know, just being grateful for the life that we have. I 100% agree with you, man. Talk to us a little bit about I-70 Sports Media and what you guys have got going on right now, bro. Between the Cardinals being eliminated, the Blues not making it to the finals, but, man, there's tons of sports stuff going on right now. So what do you guys got going on over at I-70 Sports Media right now? Well, you know, it's quite interesting. So, yeah, it's true. You know, we cover both the St. Louis side, the Kansas City side. Of course, we got Mizzou right in the smack dab in the middle. You know, we're covering all around. And you're right. Cardinals got eliminated. Blues didn't make the finals. The Royals are the Royals. And the Chiefs got upset and suffered their first loss this season this past Sunday. And honestly... Through all that, we're keeping pretty busy over here. We're trying to start putting out more content on the website. And, you know, I keep the Facebook page active. You know, all you got to do is just go on Interstate 70 Sports Media. You can find us on Twitter as well. Um, But honestly, you know, it's just about – and on top of all that, we're trying to turn it into – my colleagues and I are trying to turn it into a wrestling hub. We're independent companies all around. You know, we have so many out here in St. Louis. I know you got so many out there in the Kansas City area. And right. it's trying to get yeah, everybody all connected. Joe, Joe, Jeremy, Joe is spoiled. He's in West Virginia, bro. He's got Maryland, Pittsburgh, New York, Boston. All these are within driving distance. So Joe is like kind of like the Cadillac. He's in like the Cadillac. Oh, Joe is so spoiled. I tell you, he is absolutely and spoiled. We, I don't think he even realizes that. <laughs> We hate you for that night, here, Jones. We hate you. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is quite a bit of wrestling. I mean, you know, you, you, you just got the promotions in, in my area, and then, you know, if you go to New York, to the New Jersey area, which is only a couple hours away, you got combat zone wrestling, you know. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ring. Ring of Honors in Baltimore, Maryland Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, I mean, there's a couple promotions. There's a couple. Yeah, I mean, I remember when one of my uh, one of my dear friends actually for a time lived out in Maryland, you know, nearby Baltimore, and I believe Maryland Championship Wrestling was is grown on. He was only there for you know maybe a year or so, but it grew on to be one of his favorite wrestling promotions. So. And that's what we're trying to do in Interstate 70 Sports, you know, bring on all these promotions together, try to talk more wrestling while keeping all the other sports active as well. Because as you can tell, keeping track of all the sports teams is quite a handful. But, you know, we just love all the support that we can get. We don't buy advertisements everywhere. We do word of mouth. We're old school. You know, I know you guys of all can respect that. Yeah, we're just doing the best we can. Well, you guys doing a phenomenal job. And, you know, it kind of hurt me a little bit when you brought up the, the Chiefs losing to the Raiders. It kind of felt like when Matt Riddle showed up on SmackDown and he got to beat AJ Styles, it's like, how does this make any sense? But you know what? 
It's going to make us better. It's going to make us stronger, okay? And I have every confidence that the Chiefs are once again going to be in the AFC Championship game at very worst. But anyway, with that said, I do believe we had somebody else that was supposed to join us. And, I, and forgive me if I'm running a little bit late on this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, best hair, best dress, whatever, uh, Drake Lee, uh, uh, I guess. I guess. Drake, my good buddy, what? what's up? Where's my hey, music? <laughs> what? You get my music. You get music. Could you do it? I said, yeah, for Renee's house, I'll do it, okay? 
I'm wearing $800 jacket. I'm drinking a $4,000 bottle of wine. I'm waiting 30 minutes in my office, and all I want to do is just let the Wrestle Talk family thank you and thank me for making this happen because this is like the biggest deal in wrestling podcasts in history. History, okay? Well, you know what, Drake Lee? As much as I appreciate your opinion, you're not the only one here. Nightmare Jones is here, Jeremy Carp is here, and I'm here as well. So let's try to have a civil conversation now. I'm ready not for it. I was, just, you. I was Hey, 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 easy there, easy there. I was just stating facts. Just stating facts, facts over feeling. That's how I've always felt. But now you're right. It's time to have a civil discussion, but mostly about me. I get what you're saying now. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll try to keep the conversation revolved around you, but, you know, we have to spread this around you. Okay, you know what? Enough, enough. So here it is. Gentlemen, myself, Nightmare Jones, our program director, Luke Roberts, have, have been doing this for a long time. And we've had a lot of time doing the we had a lot of fun doing the Wrestle Talk podcast. But just like anything that intends to survive over the long haul, you must adapt. And for that reason, I want to make a proposal to all of you, and that includes Chris Rodell, our audio engineer JP, of course you Nightmare, Greg Lee, and and of course Jeremy Carp as well. I would like. For us to agree to something, something that is going to change the trajectory of this show forever. And here it is. The WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee will cease to exist. That's right. The show will cease to exist as it is currently being produced. And here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is that this show has gotten too big for just Joe and Renee. And for that reason, I believe that this needs to be just three separate words now, Wrestle Talk Podcast, okay? And why do I feel that needs to happen? Because I feel like this platform has gotten too big for just Joe and I. And because it has gotten too big, it is absolutely necessary that we continue to add to the team, to the WrestleTalk family. And we're not willing to add just anybody. No, no, no. We need to add people of high integrity, high skill, and high work ethic. And somebody's not going to be wrestling with their damn papers when I'm trying to make a statement. Jeez Louise, guys, be professional. Time for us to grow this show and take it to another level. I enjoy these Facebook Lives. They're fun. But I think we have so much more to offer than just what we're currently offering, the members of the WrestleTalk Familia. So guess what? I'm going to make you gentlemen the offer of a lifetime. There is no other moment outside of today where you will be offered this opportunity. I am putting Jeremy Carp and Drake Lee on the carpet. And here it is. Drake Lee. Jeremy Carp, you gentlemen have an opportunity right now that, again, will never be presented to you in the future, ever. So you've got to make a decision, you've got to make it now. And here it is. 
would you, Drake Lee, would you, Jeremy Carp, be willing to join us, co-hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast, moving forward? Would you be willing to sacrifice your time, do the work, pay the dues, watch wrestling when you don't feel like watching wrestling, go out, find guests, promote the show, and be here whenever it's required that you be here? Because this isn't something that should be taken lightly, gentlemen. This is a very serious responsibility. Our founder, Nightmare Jones, has been doing this for five years, every single week, with few exceptions. Yours truly, for over four years, I've been here putting in work, taking it to another level, growing our listenership, and bringing great entertainment value to the Wrestle Talk podcast. So it's a lot more than just picking up the microphone every Tuesday, gentlemen. There's a lot more required than just that. But individually, I'm going to ask you this question. We're going to start with Jeremy Carp. Jeremy Carp, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that will never, ever be presented to you ever again. Are you man enough? Are you strong-willed enough? Are you ready to become a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee? I accept the honor with the greatest of pleasures. Oh, I love that. And forgive me for misspeaking, because it will no longer be with Joe and Renee. It'll just be Wrestle Talk Podcast. Now, before we move on to Drake Lee's answer, because I'm sure he's trying to get his lawyer to fax this over some documentation, making sure that he's going to be paid more than Jeremy Carp. I already see it. So I know I've got some time. Here's what I'm asking from you, gentlemen. What I would like to do is to keep the chemistry that we have, because Joe and I want to continue to be a part of the show, and we want everybody to be able to to engage with us and participate in everything that we have to offer here on the show. But at the same time, okay, I feel like people deserve different perspectives. Barstool Sports wouldn't be what it is today if there would have ever just been one guy involved. No, it's a whole group. It's a whole team of people. So here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, we believe that you deserve variety and you deserve different perspectives from different backgrounds, okay? What is this going to look like? I don't know. Maybe it'll be me and Joe. Maybe it'll be me and Drake. Maybe it'll be Joe and Jeremy. Maybe it'll be Jeremy and Drake. I don't know. Maybe Rodell will be in. Maybe Skywalker will be in. Who knows? But from now on, it will not just be the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. It will just be the Wrestle Talk Podcast where you can tune in every week, regardless of who the hosts are, to hear the best pro wrestling conversation in the business today. So, again, Drake Lee, I know this is a huge commitment. I know you're sending over the paperwork as we speak. But you've got to admit, this is also the opportunity of the lifetime. And what I want to know is do you have the wills right now to make that kind of a commitment? Let's push the lawyers out of the room, man to man, eye to eye. Are you willing? Are you ready? Are you able and capable of stepping up to this tremendous challenge? I have to know. Well, I have to know this. I have a question for you, Renee. Okay. And and by the way, let's let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Renee and I have talked about this this week with our offices. We just didn't sign the papers until this moment because we are faxing stuff over. So, Renee, I'm going to get paid a lot more than Jeremy. Um, you know, you're – 
you know, a lot of money, probably a mortgage on a house, a lot. Okay, but I have a question for you. Jeremy, are you ready? Jeremy Carl Jeremy. is ready. Why, okay. why are you even having to ask these questions? I mean, Jeremy, I'm, if you I, need to answer Yeah, I'm ready. Jeremy, he's ready, bro. We're waiting for you. You can't okay, silence Joe. me. <laughs> Joe, are you ready? I'm going to take that as a yes. So here's my question for mostly for, for, for Renee, but for all of you, because this is a team question. Are you ready for Wrestle Talk to be the number one podcast over Joe Rogan? Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is serious. Are you ready for the man whose wardrobe costs more than people's houses to be on? The man that might be controversial but truthful the man that is with all all the pretty ladies and the man that lives on the hill in thousands of acres on the bluff that's ready i am not am i ready i'm drake lee i was born ready my question is is wrestle talk ready for what i'm about ready to throw down we are definitely definitely Ready and, and I'm getting a fax, and apparently one of the stipulations with the money that we are paying Drake Lee is Renee has to give Drake Lee every episode a bottle of Don Julio real tequila that costs six hundred and sixty-four dollars every show. <laughs> You're damn right. Y'all full of shit. Oh. <laughs> All right, Joe. You know what? Don you know what? Tequila. Stop That's it. right. I think Stop it's it. fair. <laughs> All right, listen, 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 listen. Let let's let Jeremy come here, Joe. Joe All right, let let's let let's put all this to the side for a second, okay? Let's let's be who we are. Let's be CJ. Let's be Jeremy. And, and I know this is hard for you, Drake, because I know you're how committed you are. But but listen, I have gone through quite a bit this year as Joe. A lot of people don't know this, but Joe's father is going through some serious uh, medical issues right now. Uh, My eldest just left home. Uh, My kids haven't gone back to school. Uh, Work has gotten increasingly more challenging for me, and I'm up for a huge promotion at the end of the year that I need to be prepared to take on, okay? Um, For that reason and the reason that I feel like evolution is part of Anything that is going to have, uh, that's going to resonate over a long period of time, and if, if we don't make a change and we don't introduce something new, then our, our claim to fame, which is consistency, gentlemen, we're here every single week without fail, in one way, shape, or form, is going to be our greatest detriment. Because, yeah, Renee and Joe do a show every single Tuesday, but it's always the same. Every week they're doing the same thing. And you know what? As, as great as I think the show is, because if you listen to the context of the show, the, in the content, the context and the content of the show, you're going to appreciate it. You're always going to enjoy it. But I think for that, it's okay to go outside of our comfort zone and bring something different to the table. Tequila is great, but when you add a little bit of orange juice and a little bit of that, that red stuff, right, that grenadine, then you get a tequila sunrise. Speaking of that's, Drake Lee, that's, that's, okay. that's, that's my drink of choice. I, my too. I, oh my God, we agree on something. That's <laughs> Holy okay. Crap. That's crazy. We agree on something. Oh. Somebody make a note of that. <laughs> that's crazy. That, 
in all in all seriousness, this is going to be really exciting, you know, moving forward. So, you know, regardless, you know, mark this moment in history. This is this is me being serious. This is uh, probably the only time, but this is this is really incredible. I'm so excited for for uh, this opportunity. Um, and you know, the fact that Jeremy's on is going to enhance the show so much and, and, and Renee and Joe, you guys have done a phenomenal job. So I'm so glad that you're going to be, you know, staying with us and, 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 you know, keep pushing forward. I, I really do wish nothing but the best for you guys and, and what you guys have going on right now. And, uh, if I can add one, well, Jeremy, I, I, want, I want you to jump, I want you to jump in, but I have to say this because if not, I'll lose it. You know, for us, it's hard to let it go. At all. Even one week that we're not on the show. Joe, I know you feel guilty when you're not here. I feel guilty when I'm not here. But when you guys stepped in and did your thing, uh, starting with you, Jeremy, and then when Drake uh, came on afterwards and Rodell as well, I was like, this is not a baby that can only be handled by the mom. Right? Like, like the baby's old enough now that the uncle can hold it, the dad can hold it, the young siblings can hold it. Like, that's kind of how I look at it. And when you guys came on and did your thing, and I listened to those shows, which I listened to several times, I'm very critical of the show for obvious reasons, right? It's our baby. But you guys, um, you guys did an outstanding job. And, and without intending to do so, in doing me a favor and doing Joe a favor, you guys proved yourselves. So it was an easy decision to make. And I'm glad you're excited, Drake. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Jeremy, because we, we're excited as well. I mean, th- this really couldn't line up any better. And, and I can't, I can't wait to see what the future holds, uh, Jeremy. You know, this is, I can't describe. I'm usually one that's not always at a loss for words. I'm usually the most talkative one in the room. But when it comes to something like this, it's hard to really, from an outside perspective, fathom how much this means to me because, you know, I've been doing podcasting for probably – almost 10 years now and I've scratched and clawed every day you know and been knocked down so many times and I keep just getting back up and then the Wrestle Talk podcast came in my life you know Joe you and you Renee you know Luke has been great Chris Drake you're amazing and all of us along with everybody else and JP of course amazing everybody who has some part in this podcast is just amazing. And we're going to take the world by storm because we're going to elevate this podcast to levels nobody could possibly imagine. And I couldn't pick a better group of guys to be around to do it. So I greatly appreciate this honor. So thank you. No doubt. Well, Joe, I know we got some business to handle with the game show challenge because we have to be off the air here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, my kids are going back to school tomorrow, believe it or not. I'm very excited. So, um, Joe, you've been here since the beginning, before me. And I know that this is hard for you. The transitions have been hard. We lost Rick in 2020. We lost Nene in 2020. For guys that we both love, Rick especially with him being a co-founder of the show. What are your thoughts about adding these guys, Skywalker, uh, you know, DJ Big Sexy, STL, and Chris Rodell? How do you feel, man? Do you feel like a proud daddy, or, or are you like a daddy crying watching his, his baby leave to college? How, how do you feel? 
man, uh, it, it's a very, very somber uh, experience for me. Um, it, it's going to be really, really awesome. And I know that, that everybody is going to do absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's only going to make the podcast better. The podcast has never been strictly, you know, Russia Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Like, like we're, we're, we're getting rid of the Joe and Renee part, and we're now strictly the Russia Talk Podcast. You know, we got a lot of great content come, come, coming out, and at the same time, it's sad, you know, being, stepping away, you know, not stepping away completely, but, you know, not being, like, doing, do, doing, not being, not doing the show every week is going to be kind of tough for me. I got to be honest. Because <laughs> you get used to it, and now it's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have a show this week. <laughs> you know? Well, I definitely know how you feel, Joe, and, and you know what? We, we don't want to say too much because the, the way that the lineup is going to work is still a work in progress, but what we promise you, you're going to see plenty of me and Joe. You're going to see plenty of Drake Lee. You're going to see plenty of Jeremy Carp, which, by the way, everybody here has like some sort of nickname or something, so we definitely are going to have to get a nickname for Jeremy Carp. That's something we're going to have to start Brown noser. Brown noser. Brown noser. Really? Stop that, Drake. Drinkly, cut that out. You Elvis impersonator. I don't want to hear any of that crap. What? Yeah, you heard me. You heard my What? I mean, if that's the case, then your nickname's got to be Smug Monster. Elvis impersonator. Elvis would be lucky to lick my boots. (laughs) (laughs) Got him! (laughs) Got him! Minutes 
And you've oh, always oh, been oh, a oh, my competition? God. What? <laughs> oh. No, go ahead, Jeremy. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You, so, you got the three moves, and you've only faced subpar competition so far? Is that why you're undefeated? Do you mm. like having jokes? Do you like having jokes? Does it make you feel good? Because you know what's going to make me feel good? Wiping your ass all over this game show. Let's do this. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Listen. If you, wait a minute. If you want to wipe Jeremy Carpsat, do it on your own time, frankly. Not okay. here. That's not what this show's about. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I would what, recommend what, what you wipe instead of dry, the dry hurt. So, you know, uh, use a Okay. Wipe. I thought we had a game show. Okay. Oh yeah, that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do the game show. Let's not talk about wiping ass anymore because that's, you know it's a little taboo. All right, so let's go ahead and do this. Nightmare Jones, I want you to just sit back and enjoy the show, bro, because this is going to be oh so entertaining. And the bragging rights that go along with winning the game show challenge. Oh my gosh! If Drake Lee here today, we're never going to hear the end of it. We're never going to hear the end of it. So Jeremy, I already got Jeremy's condolence you. card ready. Well, Joe, I'm sure you're cheering for Drake Lee, right? He is. Absolutely. That's right, Joe. Drake Drake Lee has entered the small little circle of Nightmare Jones, of his favorite people, with Ozzy Gallagher, the volatile Curtis Wilde, and the Smitch. See, that's the highest honor I could get. What about Rick Maverick? Rick Vanderbilt is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right. We gotta get oh, this that's great. We gotta be, oh my gosh. Well, hey, wait a minute. We I, Apparently, we just got a, a voice clip from Rick Maverick. Let's see what he's got to say. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> okay, that, that, that wasn't Rick. No, that was not Rick. Okay. Well, let's get this over with, guys, because we only got a minute, a couple of minutes left, okay? All right, so let's here do it, it goes. Here we go. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And tonight's contest oh tonight's contest is scheduled to be the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are Jeremy Carp, the self proclaimed Okay, what? Best wait wait a minute. These notes are such a damn mess. Wait a minute. Our contestants are Jeremy Carp. Oh wait 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 no, no, let me let me let me start over. Our our, oh our contestants are the founder of I seventy sports media versus the self proclaimed dresser in St Louis professional wrestling history. And that was a great r- the flagship. Wait a minute, the flagship of the WrestleTalk podcast, bro. It's you're not true. gonna be a flagship of the WrestleTalk podcast. It's true. Podcast. What are you talking about? We talked about it earlier, right when I came on the show. We all said that I was the flagship. It's true. Oh, God. So you said you were the flag. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Please let me continue, Drake Lee. Shut your mouth. And Jeremy, I'm so sorry about these shenanigans. I'm so sorry, Jeremy. Okay. I will so, the thrills. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, just just hold your breath while you sniff the crap. Okay, so in a few moments, <laughs> I will... I, in a few moments, I will ask thee three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person with two falls will win tonight's game show challenge. 
in honor of tonight's guests, which were zero, no, no Neil Diamond Cutter, no Anakin Murphy, we just hit rock bottom. But it's okay. It's all right. All right. <laughs> tonight's challenge is still going to be titled New Kid in Town. I will give information about three uh, famous professional wrestlers who won championships in their very first match for a major promotion. Again, the clues, the clues will involve information about three famous professional wrestlers who won championships in their very first match at a major promotion. When you think you know who I am talking about, again, simply shout out your answer. The first person to get two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Jeremy Carp, do you understand the rules? Yep. Drake Lee, do you understand? I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> Joe Lance, grab a bag of popcorn, brother, because I know you're enjoying this. Is this good so far or what? The drama is just building. Hey, wait, Renee. Do you hear that? I hear brooms. You hear a I'm getting ready to <laughs> I, I'm getting ready to sweep. Oh my god. I thought he was getting All ready right, to clean right. the kitchen. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Question number one. In this man's first night in WCW, he lost a monster truck sumo match with Hulk Hogan and was Lex pushed Luger. off the roof. That is incorrect. He was pushed off the roof of Cobble Hall only to return and win the WCW championship. He went on to become the PWI Rookie of the Year in 1996, as well as, well as winning multiple championships in WCW and WWE. Please name him. Jeremy? Um, Drake? I'll give you guys an additional clue, okay? He has worked for both WCW and WWE, and he would never be mistaken for a cruiserweight. Never. You never confuse him for a cruiserweight. Chris Jericho or John, uh, the Giant. The Giant slash the Big Show is correct. Jeremy Carter, I heard you are that. currently in the lead. I no no wrong. I heard you send him a text. I heard my ear ding. You told him the answer. Bro, I'm on camera. What are you talking I know. about? This is Facebook Live. What are you? You know what? Next question. Next question. Okay. <laughs> You're such a sore loser, Drake. All right. Question number two. This professional wrestler won the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship in his first match. He went on to win countless WWF slash WWE championships and the Guerrero. NWA. Say that again. Was it Guerrero? Not Guerrero. You're 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 barking uh, up the right tree though. You're barking Mysterio. up the right tree. That is incorrect. Uh, and the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn's a great guest, but no. Recently seen, recently seen on WWE television, getting his revenge on Randy Orton. Many people Christian. say, 
Christian is correct. Mm, okay. Is correct. Great job, Drake Lee. The score I is didn't need a text to answer that one. What was that? I didn't need a text for that answer. I just knew that one. Hey, listen, I'm on camera, Drake I don't appreciate accusations. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't accuse you. Yeah, I'm just saying that. To be fair, Joe supports you, so wait a minute. So full of crap. What I want to know is what the hell Zachary Jones is doing right now. I think his, his cell phone is hidden inside that bag of popcorn that he's freaking munching on. Jeez Louise. Wrong. Question number three. This will be the deciding question. This professional wrestler is the son of a WWE Hall of Famer. Randy and Orton. legendary... Say that again? Randy Orton. That is incorrect. He is a legendary wrestler outside of the United States. In his first match in the WWE, he won the United States Championship from John Cena. His brother oh. and cousin. Oh, Bray Wyatt. Oh, Brandon Owens. Uh... Neither of those are correct. His brother and cousin also have held the tag team championships. Now that's cool. Name him. Oh, Carlito. Carlito is correct. Carlito. Oh, that is such bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner. Is that one? Your (laughs) your winner. Ladies and gentlemen, and one of the new hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. That's Wrong. right, amigos. Wrong. That's right, amigos. Championships, none of this horse crap. That's like saying who won the 24 7 Okay, that is my favorite song on the radio. Sometimes I wish I was the one running the soundboard for things like that. Oh, dear God. You guys are killing me. <laughs> Let me just say this. Drake Lee. You have made, you may have been able to negotiate more money, but True. as far as credibility goes, Jeremy Carp is definitely cashing that check on your ass, <laughs> and apparently you're wiping it. So I don't know what the hell's going on this show. <laughs> you guys are killing me tonight, man. Well, listen, I'll, all the shenanigans, I'll... all the shenanigans aside, everybody's gonna get their piece. Everybody's gonna get to say goodnight. I just want to thank all of 
all of the members of the WrestleTalk family for welcoming me back. It's been several weeks since I've been here, and, man, did I miss this place. I want to thank my beautiful wife, my children, uh, all my all the people that support me, my friends, my coworkers, uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a tumultuous time in this country. Uh, just know that there are things that bring us together. Pro wrestling is that thing. And I want to thank you guys for supporting us over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Joe, uh, why don't you go next? Then we'll go with uh, we'll go with uh, Jeremy, and then we'll close it out with Drake, so we can close out episode three seventeen of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Man, you know it's been so long since I've been doing this this show, and uh, I'm just glad to have the uh, support and and the the funds to uh, support the uh, podcast and. You know, I'm just thankful for for Renee and uh, Drake and Jeremy and and, and everybody else. And we look forward to having you guys on the podcast. And we know that it's going to make the podcast even better. So thank you both. Jeremy? Oh, man. Well, like I said, this is a tremendous honor. And, you know, I want to thank, you know, Renee, both you and Joe. And, you know, Drake, you're as badass as they come. I want to thank Luke, who's seriously one of the most genuine guys you will ever meet in your life. Um, Skywalker, baby. Luke Skywalker, of course, the one and only. Um, I want to thank my parents, you know. I love them to death, and they've always supported me. God's been good to me, and just for everybody that supports me, I'm, you know, like I said, make the most of each day. Life is a book, and make yours worth reading. So, thank you all. Peace and love. Woo, Drake. Okay. So, I wanted to start out my speech tonight by congratulating, even though it was under very questionable uh, uh, situation, I would like to thank and congratulate my WrestleTalk Trivia Game Show Challenger. He uh, fought a hard game show, and he came out on top. We think. We don't know for sure. We haven't had the official results. But before we get into the serious stuff, Joe, can this happen? I want to thank my office staff for making this happen, your guys' staff. It's going to be an awesome experience. Jeremy, I'm glad that you get to see me in my environment. I'm just kidding. I'm glad to work with you, too. And it's going to be a great time, Jeremy. It really is, seriously. But let's get to the serious stuff. Wrestle Talk podcast family. I'm going to direct this message to you after these terrible uh, game show blunders that I've had. (laughs) Listen, you're welcome. I just want to say you guys are all welcome for me saying yes, okay? There's a lot of stuff I do, but you guys hold a special place in my heart, even though, Renee, for the love of God, if I hear Chris Rodell's name in my ear for five more times this evening, I think I might just snap. I'm on the show. We don't talk about Chris. Okay, Chris is over there doing Chris stuff, okay? Brick Lee Show and Jeremy. We talk about us, not Chris, okay? Anyway, moving on. Guys, it'll be a ride. You're going to see Drake Lee and Jeremy at their finest and Joe and Ray keeping up what they've been doing for, for well, a really long time. And, and, you know, Renee, I have a question for you before yeah. we go off the air. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, 30. 
Well, I think I'm 37. My wife says I'm 36. I'm really not sure. I was born in June of 1984. Like, I don't know how that's relevant right now, but, yeah, that's – I th- I think I'm 36. No, I think I'm 37, but I'm not sure. Jeremy, how old are you? Uh, hold on. I think, hold on. Let, let's get you I'm back. 25. I think it's my, it's they, you're 25. They cut okay. me off, Greg. They don't want me communicating. Well, that's what I told them. Oh, I, I told, you're, I told you're them to do that. You're breathing too loud into the mic, Jeremy. You're breathing loud. No, I'm just playing. I, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Go ahead, Jeremy. You Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm 25. I told him to cut Jeremy's mic because I'm talking. But, Joe, how old are you, Joe? He's three. What, what? Three years old. Forty-three. Okay. Oh, 40. <laughs> okay. So, so we got everyone. We got some personal information out for the Russell Talk family. But more importantly, it just shows that I am the youngest and most attractive, and I'm just glad that I can bring that to the table. So, thank you guys and good night. Oh my gosh! I hate you so much. Oh my. Go! Good night. If I've ever heard one. Guys, get prepared for more of these shenanigans every single week. We're gonna give you two. We're planning on giving you two live shows every month, two recorded shows every month. We're gonna continue to bring the best interviews in independent wrestling today. We're gonna talk about all the hottest topics in professional wrestling. We're gonna continue to support every single Friday the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. It's the Night Owl. It's Jonesy. It's Jeremy. It's Drake. It's the Wrestle Talk Podcast team here to serve the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. We thank you guys so, so, so much for being here to continue to support us. And you know what? At the end of the day, and I know we keep hearing that phrase over and over, at the end of the day, it's about putting all of our differences aside and focusing on something that brings us together instead of something that separates us, and that is the beautiful sport of professional effing wrestling. That's the end of episode 317 of the WrestleTalk Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Drew Doherty, and I am the co-founder and owner of Cold Meal Productions, and you are listening to the absolute best wrestling podcast there is on the internet. And if you're here, you are lucky that you found it. It is time for Wrestle Talk with Joe. So I got tacos. So now I got more greens than a snot nose.